Hello and welcome to the latest, the lucky 13th, media-friendly off-message podcast. And my good luck charm this time round is the star and originator of Sky TV's hugely successful 50 Ways to Kill Your Mammy format that's been sold all around the world, Baz Ashmawi. In his central Dublin office, we chatted about the moment he realised a high-flying career in recruitment was not for him. How he dealt with being unceremoniously dumped by RTE. How not getting a subsequent radio job was probably a blessing in disguise. Knowing when an idea has run its course and much, much more. Enjoy. I'm going to do a rehearsal on it first. It's Baz Ashmawi. Perfect. Oh, did I get it right? Perfect. Oh, really? Because uh, that's it. it's it's not a name I say very often. No, it, it's it's. I say O'Mahony frequently. My agent's been with me. I've been with him about fifteen years, and he calls me Baz Ashwami. What did I? I said you said uh, it right. I you said, said Ashmawi. It's actually spelled. It's actually it's pronounced how, exactly how you spell how, it. Yeah, Ashmawi. And he calls you Ashwami. <laughs> he puts the double. All right. Well, that's what majority <laughs> people do. They say Baz Ashwami. Is, is Ashwami even a real name? I don't. I've not. I don't know. <laughs> it's catchy <laughs> as I you say I spent 11 years living in London mm. and most of the time I got O'Mahony mm-hmm. I said I don't care how you spell it or pronounce it once the checks don't bounce yeah, exactly yeah. You know? anyway. Baz listen thanks a million for doing the off ah, message podcast pleasure. Um, you're at the moment it's early September 2019 mm. you're a busy boy I kept, kept going yeah I mean you and I are both self-employed freelancers yeah so we know what it's like to be quiet. Yeah. And we know what it's like to be busy. It's funny, when you've got nothing, you tend to pretend you're busier. <laughs> and when, you, when you've got actually a few things on, you try and play it down Yeah, a bit. yeah, you don't want to boast to people. You don't, especially in this industry, in yeah. this climate and everything else. Now, that being said, my version of what I think is busy yeah. is I haven't reached that level yet. I've still got, you know, I, I've got a lot of, a lot of things... I think it's kicking balls. Yeah. It's, it's kicking balls in the air and seeing where they land. And, yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of the way I do things, you know. Do you pitch a lot of ideas? I pitch most of my ideas, yeah. So I come from a sales background. Though. All right, let's go back. Let's yeah. go way back. Because you broke through in Ireland when I was in London. Mm. So I went to London in 98. Right. I came back in 09. Yeah. You in the meantime and a whole load of other young people mm. had suddenly got notions yeah and, and, and where do these shackers come from yeah. <laughs> uh where did it where, where did it start for did you study communications so, or, or so media I, or anything I, I trained as an actor i'm a okay. dropout yes. actor yeah i heard yeah i read that yeah, yeah and and then i've done a little research not, yeah, a, lot. So right. not a lot and then then i headed off and i went traveling to australia and i met did, a girl did met you did you do the acting here you trained as an actor in in ireland in dublin okay. yeah so so when i when i went to london um i was 21 and i stayed there for six years working as a recruitment consultant in the city i worked for recruitment as a recruitment consultant for about five years which was ec1 big city mm. abn amro deutsche bank um were you doing re- that while you wanted to be an actor no i'd given up. up the acting i'd given it up money was my new motivation okay so i thought make some money do this and i bought into the whole you know lifestyle and reading big papers on the tube and fancy suits and i thought 
this is being an adult, this is doing it. Were you one of Thatcher's children with the big mobile phones? And, and I just felt it? like I was very flash and yeah. I was into clothes and I was into that kind of scene and I could, I'd gifted a gab and I got on with people and yeah. I was a good recruitment consultant. Did you spend a lot of money? Did you blow it on champagne? Blew everything. Blew everything yeah. I had, you know. Well, yeah. not actually, that's not true. I didn't blow everything I had. But after a year or two, I started to hate it. Mm-hmm. And after about four years, I started to hate myself mm-hmm. and just had a moment, just had a moment where... Was it a specific moment? Do you remember yeah, where it was? Yeah, what I happened? remember it was, it was, I had a guy who was a web developer and I knew him for about four years and he had decided, uh, I convinced him to take this job in Edinburgh. Okay. She was in Edinburgh, it was somewhere else in Scotland, I think, somewhere outside of Glasgow. And he, I sold him that, you know, tech, because this is what techies want. They want to upgrade their skills. They want a nice, cushy job, uh, nice schools for their kids. Uh, you know, they wanted to be a nice move, the smart move. You know, mm. they want to skill up all the time, techies. And, and it wasn't that. And I bullshitted him that it was because my boss told me to. So about six months into his contract, he rang me and his wife had left. And he was in a bad way. And my my boss gave me the hang up the phone mime while I was on the phone to him, just saying, he's contracted, forget about it, just hang up. And I, I just thought, because I knew the guy and I felt we were friends mm. and I felt that I'd screwed him over very badly. And I just thought, you know, I've had enough of this. This is not how I want to make a living Did, did you walk or? Was I walked, a- yeah, I walked. I just... That day? Fuck it. Yeah. In recruitment, as soon as you you quit, you walk out the door because they're very precious about their client list. So you walk, you you get a box, there's no goodbyes, no goodbye parties. So you walked after that phone call? Yeah. It was that sudden? Yeah. What? Hang on. I just want to move this slightly. Just hang on. I don't know. Uh, I can read it now. Um, well, you walked. Did you have anything to go to? No, no. I had money. I had some money. I was, um, I was, uh, I was on the rocks with a girl at the time, and um, I had this urge to go back to Dublin. And we had a very weird conversation. I think I've said this to someone before, um, where I said, "You know, someday I'd like to move to Dublin, and you know, we get back there. It's a nice place to raise kids." And she was like, "I would never move to Dublin ever," and I was like. Well, I'd been living here for six years. What do you mean you'd never move? And she was like, I would never move to Dublin. Oh, my family's in London. I would never, I, mm. I wouldn't like it. It's too small. And literally that, that day, a friend of mine rang and he was doing a delivery from Dublin, from Hollyhead. He had a van and he was delivering it down to London. And he was ringing me to go for a few pints with him. And I said, what are you bringing in the van back to Dublin? And he said, nothing. And I said, any chance you take me in a load of gear? And he said, yeah. And literally, it happened that fast. Wow. So this whole decision, everything happened in about three weeks. For me quitting my job to going back when to Dublin. When are we talking about? 2006. Okay. 2006, I think. So you came back to Dublin mm. without a job. Not penniless. No, I had a few quid. Yeah, yeah. And how, how did, where did the, the radio and TV come from? So I basically had a sit down and decided that I was going to give it two years to try and break into acting. Okay. So you're back to the acting. So I'm straight back to acting. And, um, I was a year in and I think I was doing a play in Andrew's lane and someone came up to me after the play and said, 
would you like to audition for a comedy travel show? Ah. And I said, yeah, or does it pay? Because I'm earning nothing at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. And they said, okay, we're doing an audition. We're sending eight guys to London. Uh, I went over with eight guys. They were looking for two. And then they, f- they decided on three. They liked three of us. And Me, Mark and Michael. This was for, this turned into? How low can you go? For RT2 at the time. Why did they audition in London? I think they wanted to sh- do a shoot. Oh, so right, on They took us to London and they sent us off doing different things okay. and, and you whatever. You didn't say to them, I've just come back from here in the back of the No, room. it was odd though, it was weird. <laughs> but And we went off and I didn't really think that much about it. Went off and, you know. But uh, you hadn't chased the TV. No. Like I chased it back in the day. I did showreels and I yeah. hustled producers and I sent it to them. I, I even went and I did communications at college i got the bug on pirate radio oh you had you had you knew I exactly went, what then, you wanted no i didn't know exactly what i wanted but i kind of knew i wanted to work somewhere yeah in the i wanted to act you see that's what i wanted i didn't want tv do you regret not acting i don't i don't really i'm not one of those people that really has regrets everything is a sliding doors mm. moment. but you wonder if you didn't take the first thing that was mm. offered to you what would have happened sure. but at the time it was like we did how low and then how low was this cult show because it was edgy and they let us they let us freewheel it in the sense that we just ad-libbed and mm. joked and it was one of those shows where as a presenter you're actually playing a, a version of yourself an exaggerated, cr- version. An exaggerated yes. version yeah, of yeah. yourself but everyone's taking it as real yeah so at that time like we're I'm single I was a little wild like the party and and it just took off the show was just you know, we were rude and we were doing stupid stuff and it was, you know, it was Larry yeah. and, and young people loved it, you know. This the, would have been RT2. RT2, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, and it was at the same time PJ Gallagher was coming okay. up with Naked uh, Camera and it was all around that same time. RT2 was vibrant. I remember, I think the, the ratings were like 400,000 or 380,000. How long did it run for? I missed it. I was Five years. Wow. So it was on when I came back. If it, if it started in what, yeah, 05, 06? I think it started in. I think it started in. Oh, six. Okay, 07. I came back in 09. I don't remember it at all. You know, yeah, and it flew. But then um, I'm an old man. I don't remember last well, week. Well, listen, whistling in the wind here. <laughs> um, it's but 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 that was it. You know, right. and, and that was the start of it. If you start on something big like that, mm. you were flavor of the month. Everyone loves you in the business. That's what happens. Yeah. Um, how long did that last? Where, where did you go from there? So from there, then I did uh, did a one-off for Celebrity Bonnet Store. Yes. And that went well. I got nice support for that. And then I started doing Baz's Extreme Worlds. I think I did Baz's Culture Clash. When they is, put your name in a program title. Yeah. You know you've arrived. Yeah. I've never had the pleasure. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like I suppose, yeah, they wanted to... They want to I, I'm. I, it's funny because I love titles and I usually like them without my name in it. Mm. I think titles are, you can, like 50 Ways to Kill Your Mammy, I came up with the title before I came up with the show. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, like, yeah. and I usually work backwards. I'm one of those people that I'll think of a name I'm, and yeah. I'll work my way backwards yeah, yeah. and make it into a show. Yeah, yeah. Um, so names are important. But yeah, I did Baz's uh, Culture Clash and then I did Baz's Extreme Worlds. And were these your ideas? No, now? these were with production companies. That being said, what happens is and it was the same with how low can you go they would say to us have you got any ideas for what we should do next season yeah and i would just give all these ideas to them sure and the same with 
culture clash in the same way. You know, I would sit in a room and I would give these ideas. But I, it, your tra- presenters are very naive in the sense that they think when you start off, you think, okay, I'm a presenter and this person is a producer, so they know how to produce. And this person is an executive producer, so they're really important. They, and they wear a suit and tie. Yeah, and, and they, <laughs> they know TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until many years later I was sat in a room in London with a producer and I realized he was a fucking idiot. And I, I had to turn around to him in the middle of the meeting and say, he was killing us in this meeting. He was trying to hammer home an idea that yeah, they'd no yeah, interest yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember saying to him, can you stop talking for a minute? And I turned around to the, the channel boss and just said, look, you just tell me what you want. And I'll write it down and I'll leave and I'll come back to you. And he told me exactly what he wanted. Yeah, it's, it's funny because I've been in more of those meetings than... Um, I care to remember when I say he's a, when I say he's a fucking idiot. I I don't mean that. I mean that in the most. Um, he missed the point that day. It, it, it amazed me how he couldn't read the room. Yes, he couldn't read that yeah, this yeah. guy had no interest in what yeah, he was selling. Yeah. You know, so if he hasn't got interest in what he's selling, you better move on to something yeah, absolutely. else. Absolutely. And if you don't have something else, well, you better ask this guy what does what do he want. want? Yeah. You know, you have to be able to, and it's it's basic sales. You know, and it, this is where I started to realize I'm really good at pitching, like really, really strong at pitching ideas. And I didn't realize that until I started, in, until I was in that room, and then. Yeah. Once I went back, I pitched a show and I pitched it really fast. And and I yeah, I kind of I went. Geez, I'm pretty I'm pretty good at this. I'm so what's your hit rate been like? Because I have a I have an, an on my computer I have two files beside each other. Mm. Program ideas, ones I've had over the years mm. that have been most of them had been pitched. Not mm. all, most of them have been pitched. And there's a much 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 mm. smaller file beside it when programs <laughs> produced. Yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> it's it's it it depends. Like I. I you know yourself, like there's an, the different. You see, what's funny is I, I use Mammy as an example because Mammy's the one most people know of. Mm. But the decision is made by one person sitting at a desk, and it, the decision of it being a good idea or it not being a good idea is this one person. You know, so like I knew in my heart, I pitched Mammy two years before that. It ah. wasn't called Fifty Ways to Kill Your Mammy. It was called Baz and Nancy's Big Adventure or something like this. You know, the title the difference between the two titles is yeah, huge. Yeah, but I remember them saying to me, oh, "You know, we kind of want to work with you. We don't really know your Mammy." And and you know, and then and then I was sitting afterwards, and I was sitting with someone. I was going, "Oh, it's just so frustrating. Like, my ma's great. They just don't know." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone said, "They don't know what they want till they see it." And as soon as they said that. I decided, okay, I'll go shoot a pilot. So did you shoot a pilot? I shot a, and when I say I shot a pilot, shot myself five minutes. and a, um, a friend of mine, Barry Egan, we went, we took a camera, a couple of mics. My mo- I brought my mum to a tattoo parlor. She pierced my nipple. I brought her up to a, and I knew in the tattoo parlor, actually, because there's all these very heavily tattooed and pierced guys who were pissing themselves. And I remember thinking, if these guys think this is really funny... Mm. That's a really good start. And then we went shooting shotguns. And I remember thinking, this is very funny, mm. watching her with a shotgun, shooting wildly. And, and, and you knew she hadn't done any of yeah, that before. And I knew yeah. that. And, and I, also, I was also amazed how, how she didn't care about the camera. Oh, wow. And then she was very sweet to me as well. We, did like a little, we went to the pub together and we had a nice little chat. And we cut it together into something. And I knew as soon as we cut it, I went, this is, this is really good. Like, this is very funny. It wasn't polished or look great. It doesn't have to be for a demo no. or a show And I went into the guys in Egg post-productions, and I said to Gary and them in there, I just said, look, I've got no money. Um, but I've got, a, I've got a, there's a chance here that Sky might like this. 
will you help me do something with this and then if i get it i'll bring the business back check to you. yeah yeah and um, those guys were so brilliant they were like yeah no problem and how did you know sky might like it because sky were the ones that i was dancing with and they were looking for stuff for me but all the stuff they really liked all my Baz's extreme worlds before i was doing presenter-led documentary stuff okay and for then who for for RTE, okay. but Sky had seen all You'd my stuff. Them over, obviously you know, kept them in the loop. and they were they were very interested. Was there a period between Mammy mm. and your RTE career where things went quiet? Was there ever a period? Of course, I was in limbo yeah, for like eighteen months. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. How was that? Terrifying. What happened? What, 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 what the end of RTE? I know. I, I know there was. I know there was the drink driving thing. Uh, but that was that was completely different. Where they slapped you across the wrist. Yeah, there was no work after that. Was that what killed it? That was was that 2011 direction. Yeah, I try not to bring this up. I'll be honest with you. Listen. And the only reason is because I I've I've you can see me shuffling my yeah, chair yeah, and thinking about it. What well, the reason but being here, is I'm, because I'm going, before you say this, I have to say people in the media are all about, you know, we go out and we find the truth. And then yeah. when you turn the camera or the mic on them, they kind of go, oh, there's something else. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, <laughs> but I've spoken about it quite publicly. But I suppose there's something that kind of, you, you, after a while, you have to go, right, i am got to move on from this sure. now, you know. Yeah. But, but This is the first time I've heard this. Yeah, story. so as soon as that had happened, it, it, everything went. They just no pulled down. They pulled down the shutters. Yeah. Well, there was no work. <laughs> and they told me there possibly wasn't going to be work for me again here. That's a very, I mean, it's a stupid thing to do, to, to, you know, the drink driving. Of course, yeah. Uh, but that's a very harsh punishment, like that you'll never, like to, you know. You it's, it's a lesson, like it's, you know, you're in the media, you know, Jerry had died at the time. There was mm. a lot of scandal in the papers. But, okay. Uh, uh, you know, people were, uh, RT were under scrutiny and I just happened to be the mug mm. who was done for something around that time. Yeah, and and I got it both barrels. You know, all the friends I had in RT were now gone. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And that's that's what happened. You know, mm. so so I was in a limbo. Yeah, I was in a limbo, and there was nothing for me. You know, did you know at the time, fairly immediately, that RT was dead to you, or were no, you? No, it took about eight months, okay. eight to nine months before I got in front of someone, and they told you. Yeah, they told me. Yeah. I knew, I knew, but I, I, it's like when you're breaking up with someone, mm. you know, it's wrong for a long time. Yeah. But until the other person goes, you know what? I don't really love you anymore. Until you hear those words and sure. you can, you can deal with it. You have hope so I needed them. someone yeah. and actually I never fell out with the person because I respected them for actually having the bottle. I wish they had done it a little bit quicker, but, but I respected them for just going, listen, this is the rule upstairs. No one's giving you a job. If I was you, I'd go back to doing what you were doing before, you know? And that was it, you know? Wow. Okay. I mean, I've had work dry up just because my oh, no, ideas this work was gone. This is work was gone. This is work was gone. And it's funny because people say, oh, you save up for a rainy day. It was pissing. Mm. And you know yourself, you've... Uh, At this stage, you had a family. I'd... I'd uh, Tanya was eight months pregnant. You know, uh, we had the other kids. Mm. It was very... It was very stressful, you know. It was what it was. That you know? is an understatement because I've been in situations... Uh, not as dramatic as mm. that 
But for instance, in London, there were long periods. I, n- I reckon in my 11 years in London, I never mm. cracked it, mm. despite the fact that I worked on stuff that were fellow Emmy mm. winners. Mm. You know, reporters at war won, and I never mm. say I won it, mm. that the program won yeah. it in, in, in 05. And I thought, man, here I am. Yeah. I've arrived. Yeah. It, yeah. it didn't happen. So I spent long periods of hustling and throwing and, and not working mm. and getting not clinically depressed, but just pissed off with mm. the whole and, and skint. Mm. But, um, you know, I, I, I didn't have, no one was saying to me, you'll never work in this town again. Mm, it was very hard to hear. Mm. It was very hard to hear. But but I was that, like, I don't know how I'd be now hearing it. At the time, I was, I, I remember it very distinctly. It was funny. I remember very distinctly. There was me and um, a well-known radio presenter, and we were up for a breakfast radio show. And it was the one glimmer of something that I could see that was immediate, because it was a big breakfast show, and it paid well, and it was going to get me back and safe. And we were waiting and waiting, waiting to hear. Can you say who it was with, or who was for you, or do you want to keep that vague? Well, like it was with ninety eight FM at the time, breakfast radio, and and I'll keep the other person out of it. Sure. Um, And we were waiting and waiting and waiting, and then it came down, and finally news came through. I didn't get it. Yeah. And I remember that just totaled me. I remember, I remember going upstairs to the bathroom in the house and just bawling Mm -hmm. because I thought Mm -hmm. this is. I'm done now there's, there's nothing there's absolutely nothing and then a couple of days later just something hit me where I was like I just can't I got too much responsibility <laughs> you know what oh, happens yeah, the real when, you're, you're, on the ass, when, yeah. when there's something that happens when you become an adult and I say adult in the loosest term right <laughs> but but it's the response like when you're younger you're always you're always you know a hangover away from saying I fucking quit you know because you can do that yeah, but yeah, yeah. when you're older and you have kids and you have responsibility and you have bills and you have, bills, and you, yeah, have yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. you can't do that yeah, yeah. And, and something kicked in where I was just like look something I gotta make this sort of stuff happen and that's what it was, was it and I did always believe in myself I always I'm probably less confident. No, maybe not less confident, but but I've always thought I was very good at that style of presenting. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought I was very niche and I was very good at it, and I believed in myself. Mm. You know, and I knew my ideas were funny and they were good and they were strong, and I just a little bit of self belief and naivety and ego and mm-hmm. all those little things that came into it, and yeah, then yeah. a lot of fucking luck as well. The look is so important. Oh Jesus! It's Even having a good idea, you're lucky to have a oh, good. Oh Jesus! Like, you like, know, never mind getting it to people. To and I've had people. I've had other ideas that were brilliant. Don't get me wrong, I've had other ideas that were as good, if not better, than Mammy, and they never got going. Sure, I've gone with no brainers to people, and they look at me and go, "No, not interested." Yeah. And I, I, my jaw hits the floor. I know it's it's amazing. Mm. It's amazing, you know, like even. It was amazing. It was amazing. But but for whatever gods were looking down on us, someone decided, yeah, and it was the right timing, and it just hit. What was the gap between you finding out you were never working for RTE again, the 98 FM gig uh, not happening? So what was the gap there? That was about eight oh, months. That was just, just, that was in the same three months. Okay. And then oh, there was... Oh, I'll just tell you. Sorry, can I curse? You yeah, can, this was a this shit is, storm. This is the internet. I had double lung, double lung surgery. This I, was on a flight, your lung yeah. collapsed. So yeah. I had double lung surgery. Yeah. 
So I was flat out in Vincent's for four months. Then this is two thousand and eleven. Eleven. Okay. Then I'd, then I lost my job. With RT. RT. Then I lost the radio gig. With ninety eight. Okay. You didn't get the gig with it. I didn't get it. Yeah, didn't yeah. get okay. it. And and that was it. That that all happened in the space of like six months. Okay. And then what was the gap between that and Mammy? When did Mammy? When did you have the idea for Mammy? Six months. After the 98 FM gig. So yeah. still in 90, er, late 11, early 12? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think exactly. This is a good question. I think it was actually late 12. Oh, late 12. That's a hell there was of a... There was a lot of dancing. There was about, a, but you had about the eight I- months. But you had the idea. It t- did it take eight months for the idea to... To, to get over the finishing line or what? No, I had back and forth for a while. Just other ideas, just Just general. like trying to get stuff for me, get stuff for me. So did you target Sky because it, it wasn't Ireland? I, I, I targeted Sky because Sky liked me. Okay. Sky wanted me to do something with them. They didn't know what? No, I just knew that my agent had been in and they, they like, however many people on their books, but they, they were like... They didn't care about RTE and, and what had happened there. No, because I, I, I went in and had that conversation Early and they asked me, was there drugs or anything? And I said, no. <laughs> and they went, was it that? And I said, yeah. And I went, is that an issue? You know, and, yeah, yeah. and they went, no. Like I, I tried to take it on the chin because I didn't want anyone to be sneering at me for the yeah, rest yeah, of my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. So I'd rather take the punishment and deal with it and have to then lie about it to sure. anybody, yeah, you know, yeah, at yeah, least yeah. I keep my integrity then, you know, at least yeah, I can. How do you spell integrity? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's what yeah, I yeah. thought in my head, whether I was right or wrong, I don't yeah, know, you yeah, know. Yeah. Well, you know, we never know whether we're right or wrong because we never go the other path. No. So we've no way, we've nothing to compare it with. No. We've, we've made one decision. But there is an interest. What I, always, what I always reflect on is the fact that the 98 thing, when I lost that, I thought everything had disappeared. Yet, if I had got that ninety-eight, I would have never come up with Mammy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this I hear is, you. This is the business, yeah. you know. And yeah, and yeah. and I was saying, I say it to my kids all the time, and I think we've spoken about it before. It's, it's, and this is what you learn from as you get older in the business is that the highs are high, but you don't need, you shouldn't get too high with them, and the lows are low, but you should know that. Th- things yeah, yeah. turn around everything changes but not for everyone that's the problem you're right we've been lucky you and i've been lucky mm. we've had a roller coaster you yeah. know up and down there are some people who have who've never got off the ground to start with i know lots of talented people who and, and not only in broadcast but in the music biz or whatever you know who've who've, who've never who got, you've rated who, you, oh you've yeah absolutely sort of absolutely and i know other people who are rubbish who are very successful yeah uh, in in mm. not only again the media but you know that uh, t uh, music as well mm. um so it's funny it isn't is it? look it's, it's it's huge it's, part it's of huge it. it is a huge part of look it is a huge part of look but it's also you have moments where you have to capitalize yeah but it's being careful that you you it's like poker you've got a hand of cards sometimes and you've just got to be very careful how you play them yeah and you can play them really carefully like i had i had a product uh did something with a production company mm. in London. They loved it. And the channel loved it. And we went in mm. and we pitched them more ideas. And they said, you're two, Pat, we really like. And they just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And the dollar sign, this was in, mm. ended late 2008. What happened? There was a fucking recession. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it wiped out everything. And it was like, I 
couldn't afford a tent at the end of it. Never mind the house in the south of France that I was planning on buying mm. with all the money we were making, you know, going to make with, yeah, with whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mammy was a huge success. You made three series, was mm, it? Yeah. Um, and it, does that include the one where you went with, out with some of the other mammies as well? Yes. Yes. Okay, that's that. <laughs> How do we extend the brand? <laughs> oh, yes, I know what we'll do. Um, that's exactly what Exactly, yeah. yeah. How, stretch this out just a little bit more well, before wanted, it they snaps. They wanted another one. Yeah. But, but, and this was, the hard, this was a hard decision because it was lucrative. And they wanted another one. But the problem was, I didn't think there was another one in it. Yeah. You've got to know yourself. I knew there wasn't, actually. Yeah. Because I came up with all the fucking ideas yeah, yeah. for Mammy. So I knew what was in it. And if we did do another one, we would have went back and done what we did before. I also found that myself and Nancy, it was enough. It was enough. Of, like, yeah. you know, like, it, uh, like the last one you say about the Mammies. Like that, the, like that was her and three ladies just going around the world drinking brandies and playing Scrabble late at night, and it was like managing a uh, wildcats. It was like managing a girl band, <laughs> like trying to get them up in the morning yeah, and yeah. just and the stress of it. Like you got to remember, I've uh, kids and I'm away. It's maybe seven months of the year, like you know, between mm. going to London and working out of London, yeah. and you know, it was it was the years were going by, and I I just felt I'm not sure I can top what we did. The previous year, yeah. you know, yeah, I, yeah. I I felt I gave it everything, you know. I, I once said to RT on a, with a radio series I was doing, guys, this is coming to an end. Yeah, uh, it's ran far longer than either it, of us thought it yeah, would. Yeah, um, but now it's getting to be kind of formulaic. Yeah, let's take it off the air and maybe come back to it. Yeah, uh, uh, we never came back to it because I pissed off to London mm, yeah. you know but it, I knew I knew because you know yourself like what you want like you're, you're pro- I have two sides to me I have my producer side and I have a presenter side so I put on my cast so my producer side goes a renewable series keep it going oh, yeah. bring money in yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. you have to do you have to renewable 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 and my presenter side goes I don't want to exhaust anything I'm my brand as soon as people get sick of looking at me and listening to me and they think I've hammered this I'm going to take something that was so special yeah and people are going to dislike it. Yeah, yeah. And I always had that kind of faulty towers, kind of um, Father Ted. I always had that in my head because to me, they that's only what, ran for very short. Very, and Mammy the same. Yeah. Like Mammy, I just felt this is it. This it's is kind it. of like rock stars who die young. I, they don't make crap albums when they're when you know the third crappy third or fourth album. There's a reason, yeah, yeah. you know. And I also we remember them in their prime. Yeah, you know. So so I kind of um, sorry, I'm taking a. Uh, Fisherman's friend here. For those of you uh, watching, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just in case you're here rustling. But yeah, so so so, and that was that was the kind of end of Mammy. Something came up on my phone the other day, and was it was me at, at some thing with Nancy, and it was that's three years ago now. Mm. Okay. The fact that it was uh, Sky's biggest ever selling uh, format, I read recently. Mm. Is that true? Globally, it's sold all over the world. I know it's sold all over the world. I know it means that you're not broke. It's, it's there's a big illusion. Oh, listen, this, I, I, right? I I have to say, I heard, I heard Sean Moncrief many times hmm. cough up this garbage about me and money and all this, and it's not true. I'd love to pretend and no, and I'm give, not saying give, you're. Notice, I, notice I didn't say you were loaded. No, I said you're not broke. Because you, a, I don't know the deal you mm. did, and uh, sometimes when you 
it's like you know a young band I'll sign anything to make a record I just want you know whatever and they sign a crap deal uh, also I know I know the negotiations that go on mm. uh, when you uh, and I'm not saying we I'm not listen I'm not saying we didn't make exactly money. what I'm saying is there was I heard figures of 10 million and 8 million and 5 million and all this kind of garbage yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's garbage but it has what I'm uh, I, I don't I don't yeah. want to know how much you've made um, go on, I'm not telling you <laughs> damn <laughs> damn damn oh, I'm out of battery look at that um, but it has something like that like when we made Reporters at War it was a huge budget um, Discovery in the US came in, in it and put even more money in it so my percentage as it was my idea, mm. um, myself and the, the exec producer between us, uh, and I put a lot of work in developing it. So all that work paid off, and I got a big payoff at the end of it. And when it sold internationally, mm. I got a few bob. Yeah, and it allowed me to not panic then for a while about the next job, and it gave me. I it's it's like writing a, a hit mm. song. And it gave me something. All right, I now I, I can do it, and now I I don't have to worry about it's funny, the next I've, check. I've never not panicked about the next. Okay, check. and maybe that's because of that eighteen months or whatever it was, where mm. I was in that limbo land. I've never. It's the one curse of being a freelancer. Mm. I can't. I have huge responsibilities. Like again, I, I go back to the reason you. If I do a lot of it is for family and all that kind of thing and I just I just never ease up but you also do it because you enjoy it I do because I love it Mm. like it's funny if you if you think of I did I came up with Mammy because I loved it and it was fun it was never for a format to be sold to 143 Mm. countries that wasn't the reason for Mm. it the same way when I made Wingman for RT I, I, I lived in Loud for a month I trained twice a day in a SBG gym you know for three months you know like your hourly rate works out about 45 cent an hour like it's it, 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 the money I do it because I love it and I'm yeah. lucky I'm one of those few people I remember Jonathan Ross saying that if you get up in the morning and you don't hate what you do you're yeah. doing pretty good yeah, yeah. you know and yeah. and so I ne- it's never about the money I know I know as human beings it's always about money it's about certain- both that's the I the, what intrigues me about this business I love this business when when it's when it's good um I have grave issues now about the role of the media in 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 spreading not only not false news mm. but just hammering people with lie and this is not mm. weird media mm. this is what they call mainstream media too I, I and so i wonder about my my role in it and mm. you know whether i'm guilty by association sometimes but i love it mm. um and but i also sometimes i sometimes go yeah don't let's not worry about the money just make it and sometimes i go hang on a minute mm. this is my baby yeah. i've put work into this Absolutely. pay me properly it's when the money takes over. It, it's when the money becomes the priority for doing it. It's, mm. it's you're you're in trouble. Mm. You can't be stupid as well. It's a business, and you got to. It's balancing it, isn't it's it? It's balancing, but but it, at the core of it, you should be doing this. Would you do this for free if you could? I, you, you get me? Would I, you do? I tell like, people I, the story of signing my very first head to toe contract, which actually was in September 1989. So that was 30 years ago wow. this month. Wow. 
and I still have it. Yeah. And I remember looking at how much they wanted to pay me. Mm. It was 325 quid a week. And I was looking at signing it, going, I'd have done it for nothing. Yeah. Six months later, they brought another contract to me. And I looked and went, is that all? Mm. And I, was, I laughed at how my attitude had changed yeah, between yeah. one contract oh, yeah, and it's the next. hilarious. <laughs> and you're, you, you understand the business and what your self-worth and all. But anything I've done, like whether it's radio or TV or any of that stuff, I, I do it because I love it. I, I, I do it for the people that come up to me and they say, oh my God, I watched that and I laughed and me mm. and my mom and we really yeah, cried yeah. laughing or I saw Jimmy from Wingman and he just me and our family sat around I do it for that shallowness my, my, my missus is very private for that what for for that did you say shallowness that, that's not shallow that's it, 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 it's, well I, it's it, ego it's an ego it's a nice ego it's, but it's, it's I love you're connecting I, with people it's the entertainer in me yeah, okay. that I, it, the fact that I've entertained these mm. people with, with a and it could be a heavy documentary on problem gambling mm-hmm. say for example and uh, you know you get these accolades and people coming up going our friend are really fascinating and mm. uh, equally I love that equally as much as making someone laugh and entertaining them with whatever the other show is but I do love that like I do love love to hear that and that's where like I was saying that Tanya my, my missus is very private and I'm not so if we're walking down the street I would never ever not chat to someone who comes up to me while she'd be like are you alright in the head you love this and I go no I don't love it Apparently but I do love it she's deal. right yeah, 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 yeah. I do I do enjoy that yeah, time yeah. With, with, with those people yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Um, after the success of um, Mammy you suddenly were not persona non grata in RTE you came back and did some radio stuff and you filled in for various people mm. Um, how did that feel uh, to be suddenly uh, and was it because did you did you think it was it's only because I've done well internationally that they now want to ride in on my coattails if I if mammy hadn't happened they still wouldn't work with me did you uh, did did you wonder about the whole complexity of of the ethics of that no I always find that the 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 simplest answer is usually, you know, I, I knew exactly why I was back there and um, I was okay with it. I'd come full circle. Do you get me? Mm. I, I'd, ha, you know, I'd, I'd proven to myself what I needed to prove. Mm-hmm. I had no bitterness at anyone else. I found that other people were more awkward than I was. Oh, really? Yeah. I found other people were the ones who were, you know they're going oh god can you believe now he's back here and now I did that to him and I blanked his calls and oh, okay. oh my god and now he's standing there and you know and <laughs> and and I nearly felt more awkward for them because yeah. I do understand the business and yeah. you will all you will always be like that it'll always be up and down and peaks and troughs and some people are lucky they ride it out the whole way and they have a whole career and other people they don't have that they yeah. don't have that security you know yeah, and yeah. And but I proved everything I needed to prove. I, my my point was, I felt I was a good TV brain that I was creative and I was good at what I did, and and I felt I proved that. You know, you didn't and give any of them the finger when you walked no, into. No, it's yeah. funny, isn't I mean, it? Because if you had have asked me, if you had asked me before, I would have thought that I would have done that. Yeah, but I didn't. I was, there was I was very zen about it. I was very very all right with it. Mm. 
you know and they so, which surprises me because yeah. i thought i would have been like fuck you, and, you know i thought <laughs> yeah, it would have been like that but stormed into the head yeah. of rt's radio's office and gone i'm yeah, back motherfucker no, funny enough now um and they had you back on radio now obviously mm. you've done a lot of television mm. wingman um wingman 2 is back am i right yeah or, yeah, yeah um i'm doing diy sos at the moment diy sos was the other one i saw a shout out that you gave for yeah. a, a, you're obviously filming in tipperary, tipperary was it you were looking yeah, for something yeah. oh yeah so television has embraced you yeah rt radio brought, brought you back in as a, a standby yeah for stuff but have never said come in and you know whatever we we're, we're all is cool you ended up on Today FM deputising a while back as well. How did that? How did that come about? I'm a freelance presenter, so I suppose what you hope is that you know you fill in, and then RT will say, "Okay, look, here's uh, thirty hours a year, fill in." Yeah, and you know I hung out for kind of three years. Got to get on really well with them. Sure. Love to work in Radio One. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, like, yeah, really enjoy it. Love the listeners. Get yeah, great yeah. response when yeah, I do yeah. it. Good teams, good people to good, work with. Amazing. We've never worked together. I've I, never produced you, have I? I don't think no, so. I, haven't. I don't think so. But I I, like you'd, you'd, re- you'd fucking remember. Th- I would. I would. I, would. I know. I, but but like <laughs> amazing, like amazing, really, really talented teams around yeah, you. Yeah. And as a presenter, like, those people make you look really good. Oh yeah. You know, oh, they yeah. look make you oh, look really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. So I loved being in there. But it just didn't happen. They yeah, just yeah. didn't offer me that deal. They just sure. didn't give me any security. So I think I'm like third or fourth fill-in or something like that, mm. you know. And maybe a part of me was like, you know, I'd love to do it, but but I got to work. Like, yeah. I love radio. I really, really like radio. Does the fact that you've done Today FM, you think now mean, all right, RT I don't now think so. I might think me, say no. I think me and RT are really, uh, we're really okay. <laughs> I don't know. You hear different rules. Yeah, you hear yeah, things yeah. going on. I don't know. A lot of RT people have said, oh, I heard you on today. You know, yeah, and I, yeah. I don't know if that's the big kiss goodbye. I hope it's not, but nothing I can do if it is. Sure. You know, what can I, what can I do? Like, like again, I'm a radio presenter, so what do I wait another? I, I've waited three years. Yeah, yeah. You know, I did a summer show for them, that Baz thing. Yeah. And I like them. I don't think it, I don't think that's the case. I think if they had stuff coming up, but there's. Do you pitch again, ideas to them? Radio ideas, yeah. or do you spend all your energy on television ideas? Television ideas. I, I do you know what? I did that that Baz thing, which was mostly about the pursuit of happiness, and I loved it. But Jesus, it was a lot of work. Mm. Like the juice wasn't worth the squeeze on it for what I was getting paid. Mm. You know, and now that being said, again, not the money, but but just the time and effort mm. that went into it. You know, uh, and I loved it. But but I suppose it went out in summer at ten o'clock at night, and I was like, yeah, yeah. Not am peak. I, am, am, I feeling, seven, am I feeling the yeah. love? Seven seven a.m. to seven p.m. is peak in radio. You know, so I was like, I'm not sure I'm feeling the love. Yeah, yeah. And even though again, I got a great response, and I know the media well enough to get a few headlines. So I know if I say this on the radio show, a couple of papers will pick mm. it up. So I got good publicity and good traction, um, and be, it did uh, it did very well. But but again, it it just it it they just never came with mm. something to make me say okay then I'll be exclusive okay. with RT. Sadly, and I was, if I'm honest with you, I was a bit gutted, but that's life, you know. Have you said anything yet here that the newspapers will pick up on, or would you like to now? Uh, this is your opportunity to say something scandalous. Come on. I I, I think. No, I, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> what about um, what about your own um, media consumption? Like when you get up in the morning. Um, mm. uh, are you 
because you work in the media, I mean, I know some people who don't watch television, who, mm. who work in, in the business or who don't read a newspaper, or don't listen to radio. What, what's your consumption like? What, what, what goes on in, in your house, in your car, in your it office? I, I'm constantly, I love, t- I love entertainment. It's funny because you, you, we talk about TV and, and radio, and, uh, but I love all elements of it. From drama to comedy to you know, I make I make TV like I I watch TV. I want to watch something serious. I want to watch serious doc on something. I watch that. Mm. I want to watch something lighthearted. Something get to giggle. Mm. I watch that. I watch family stuff. I watch whatever. Um, I sometimes it annoys me that with the investment sometimes isn't there in Irish stuff at the moment. You know, as in. There's a certain percentage of shows that sold from Ireland abroad. And I go, why? Why would you have an industry that you spend a whatever amount of million on and not it not be your main goal to export those shows? Mm. Do you get me? Like, my, like Yeah, I, I mean, some if, of the shows are, especially if it's a public service broadcasting remit, you have to make stuff for the home market. Absolutely, but there's nothing to say that home market couldn't be international. Yeah. But not everything can tick both boxes. No, but I suppose I just get I just get annoyed. Like a lot of my shows, I've sold to SBS in Australia, for example. Mm. All my back catalog they bought. Yeah, and it's all done really well. Yeah, yeah. Well, your your stuff is like that. It it's it could be anywhere. You know, it's kind of like. So I'm just like, why can't everyone? When Philip Camp and Andy Ryan came up with the lyrics board all Mm. those years ago, yeah, brilliant. There's a format. You know, whether you loved it or hated Mm. it put a local presenter and two local mm. pianists in it and some celebrity guests who can yeah. sing away you go you can do that anywhere yeah um that's licensing a format whereas you sold your actual programs yeah. of you doing it because you were traveling the world you know your mum and yourself could have been from anywhere yeah the fact that you were irish was irrelevant yeah it was the relationship you know that works yeah but some stuff just can't be yeah. you know it's it's made for the home market and and that's it yeah i suppose I, there's yeah I, I i i think i read something like one percent was the number i read mm. is sold so even if a quarter of the shows had international appeal why why isn't there 15 percent of them being sold mm. how could you one percent be right how could that be possible? i have no idea what the figure is i haven't you know? a clue i don't know but but yeah, yeah. yeah so so but my consumption is for everything like i'm kind of fascinated and terrified by the future Okay. You know, in equal measure. Because it's, it's changed. Are you we, talking about the technology of, of broadcast and, of, and of everything, consumpt- of, of media? Like How? we're consuming more more entertainment than ever before, but we don't seem to be making it. Mm. So how can that be? So who are we going to lose out to? You know, like what are we going to end up... What, like you, you look at something, this is of interest. Like you look at Amazon and, and whoever it is bidding for the, cham- for the UEFA Cup. Jesus, like if if they get their hands on that, and sports next thing the Premiership is under the needle, and where does well that's once that's gone, you worry where terrestrial TV will be. You know, you worry, you worry what's next. Mm. You know, Um, well they're not the two examples you gave the Premiership and UEFA aren't on terrestrial TV. They're on Sky, but I mean, I mean, what what will end up happening is. TV will change completely. You well, know, it's changing, isn't it? You know, it's 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 
And any, it's a little any, bit scary. Yeah, anyone who tells you they know what will happen in the future is either deluded or a liar. No, but you need to be tuned in. You need Absolutely. to. You need to. You need to. You need to be using so you different watch a, platforms. Yeah, you, you know? watch a lot of radio. Uh, sorry, you watch a lot of television. Mm. Do you listen to radio? I do. I tend to. I, I suppose I tend to listen to the same people a lot. Who are your faves? Who do you um, respect in the business? From a presenter point of view. Jesus. I t- I, I've always said this, and this is very stupid. Now he's not on air, but you know Jerry, I learned the most from. Mm-hmm. If I if I'm honest with you, just where I worked under Jerry as a young lad, and <clears throat> he would send me as his roving reporter. All right, but but I was always slightly in awe of his ability to shift gears. Talk about some woman missing a cat, and then another lady with breast cancer, and then back to something kind of heavy and then something light mm. and, and 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 to do it and he would always and it's something I do a lot to, to discuss with my family is name drop his family alright yes and it's something I've always done since I've always even though uh, you know Tanya would say well, she, would, she should be talk on percentage about. yeah but I'm just like I can't I can only talk about what I know yeah, I can only yeah. talk about my life I can, yeah, but you should cut her in on some of the dosh if you're talking yeah, she's you're cut in on too much of the dosh <laughs> it's me that's getting cut out of dosh but like if it's my fir- daughter's first day at school and it's upsetting and, and yeah, you know, yeah. I want to kill someone I, I'd like it's to talk about it it's a topic for conversation like, you know, what, yeah, yeah. this is all what about newspapers uh, online do you buy newspaper I don't buy I read stuff online um, do you pay for it do you have subscriptions anywhere or is it all just whatever whatever is out there? Do you mean media as in papers? As in you like when you like to, where do you get your news uh, online? Indo whatever is online, yeah. Yeah. So you don't pay you just whatever is out there. Or buy a paper. You, how often do you buy a paper? I probably say once a week. Oh really? Okay. Weekends or during the week? Whenever. It just depends. Mm. It depends where my head is at. Like I find that say at the moment if you look at that board that's that's a board for that's a board for a comedy drama bible this is a big whiteboard that's in the office and it's boxed off and it's got character names down along the left side and it's got episode one two three four five six so that's what's called a bible so that's a story arc for every character in it and what happens and that's how that's all done okay while i'm in that i'm pretty much in that and the only interest I'll have is on stories about whatever is relating to that. Okay. I tend not to switch out of it that much. So to unwind, I suppose what's coming up on my feeds on like Insta and Google and all that, I've started to feel it's been tailored for me a bit. Do you know what I mean by that? As in the algorithms yeah, are, are it, too specific. A little bit. Do you ever get that? Like when you talk to someone about, you know, um, wedding dresses and then suddenly a wedding dress ad appears. Yeah. Do you get, I haven't, I've, I've never found that. I've found stuff I've, I've found searched it, for. I've, I've found it I've just s- a little bit. I've sound, found stuff I've searched for yeah. and seen an ad and that makes complete sense to me. But I've never had a conversation with someone. And, and I suppose my, my interest peak at certain time like if i'm doing radio you you, you have to be involved in it right yeah. you have to yeah, be on yeah. top of things yeah. so all of a sudden you've peaked interest but yeah no i'm probably not that it's just as it as it comes i mm. I, I get interested in stuff i'm a sole trader i don't have a production company i just have to look after me mm. how do you deal with the self-employed have you set up your own company 
is it a production company or is it just you so it's it, it's it's i do a co-pro with someone or i do projects on my own it's a small production company okay. but like it, you see this is just an office so yeah. like if i do a production i usually do a co-pro with a bigger production company mm. i bring the idea to them and then we make something yeah, together yeah. and yeah. we work out of their yeah. bigger offices so i suppose this is a creative hub is that what it is i don't know why like i work from home a lot mm. why don't you work from home because i couldn't possibly ever work from home I'd be doing the bins and holding kids, and, and there's no <laughs> understanding. Bliss. It, it's it's just just no way. So you use this as an escape from domestic this life. This is where yeah. I this can sit. Like it, it's it's gas because Tanya would say things to me like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm thinking." Mm. <laughs> well, for you, you've time to sit around thinking while I'm doing. You know, like it's literally I need to think, and that's how I come up with stuff. Mm. I literally sit here and think, and get obsessed about something, and you know it's a it's a funny one but but it's a quiet space for me just to come and write and do whatever i'm doing like at the moment i'm juggling like there's four different things i'm kind of dipping in and out of and it's it's a lot as in my head so i do one day on one thing and one day on another are these thing. commissioned already or are these ideas no, your, these are, these your are just pitching? my own stuff yeah yeah okay what is next but well, where, where, where where do you go from here have you anything definitely like uh, wingman will probably if if one was as was hugely successful two is about to start there's a possibility that could run that's a returnable format mm. that could be internationally sold as a, other people could do the same thing abroad you, you know yeah that is your idea science yeah, yeah but okay but I, I, that's more for i've always seen that as just a, an irish market thing i don't know we, um, the wingman could work anywhere yeah yeah it could actually it's I it's mean, it's it's funny so, because sorry for so for saying that now i'm on 10 percent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um no it's a great format but but it's it's just it's hard work yeah it's hard it's not easy tv okay to make, and you know, the the diy diy sos that starts filming in september that's not a that's a format that you Oh, it's not my in. format. It, it, I, that's not is my that the BBC DIY SOS yeah, format? Yeah, same one. Yeah. Okay. All right. So after that, um, can you look that far ahead? Can, can you? I'm know? looking at maybe hitting the road and doing a little bit of a tour. What kind of tour? Just stage, stage tour. Back acting, darling. Stage show. Bit of Don't, acting. Bit of comedy. Bit of, bit of, of what? entertainment. Just an entertainment How, show. Is that is that just a vague idea or have you no, a format in of, your head? Yeah. No, that's kind of okay. That's kind of on the cards. So I said I'd do maybe a little tester one, mm-hmm. small area, small areas, right? Maybe five hundred, four hundred seaters, just oh, wow. just yeah, a little yeah. run. Do yeah, ten yeah. of them in November, maybe. Okay. Um, what else then? Um, then I've got that drama, comedy drama. A couple of people were biting at that. I need to finish that. It's letting go, isn't it? Isn't that it's the knowing when <laughs> it's knowing when not, you're it's done? It's never finished. But it's, it's never. No, it's but knowing when. Yeah, all right, there. Have a look at it now. So I think that's close. Maybe another mm, three weeks, mm-hmm. and that I'll put that to bed, and then I'll move on to the next thing. I've got like two other ideas. One for BBC. I'm trying to work on at the moment. Do people come to you with ideas and say, "I'd like you to do"? this in the same way as radio ring you up and say you know funny funny no because i think a lot of people they think the diy sos came to me but okay. i think a lot of people just kind of feel like i think a lot of people kind of feel that i won't do other people's stuff or something which isn't the case but but it's just maybe that's the image they have mm-hmm. that oh he'll only you know he only does his own ideas yeah, yeah. or whatever and I, I, that's not the case but but i suppose i i like a lot of the ideas 
I come up with so I, I, I go with them <laughs> do you know what I mean but I'm all ears I'd love to hear like any ideas you know and if anyone comes via the podcast that's another 10% for me oh, yeah yeah, yeah oh, absolutely okay. absolutely kind of rolling in it now yeah um, but it's kind of like it's like, you know it's constantly just even like I, I'm possibly doing that stage show just as something to do that's different that I'm afraid of doing that I'm that I want to test that I want to see that I, I've got a bigger idea in the back of my head so I want to see what it is like on a smaller Dipping scale. Dipping your toe in the water. Yeah. Do you worry about the lack of security in this business? Um, there is none. There's no security but you, you know that getting into it. Mm-hmm. You know that's why that's why when you were asking me about RT and the radio like yeah it's a pity like you'd, you'd, you'd hope someone sits you down and goes you're great. Here, here's a two-year deal for radio. <laughs> We'd love to have you. Everyone loves you. You know, I, think, I think there's a lot of us would like to have that conversation. That's, that never happens. And I don't take it personally. Shows, I don't yeah. take it personally, you know. Yeah. But sometimes it's the other thing. Like, you go over somewhere else and, you know, you go, you go to somewhere else and they, they like what you're doing. And it's just... You can't focus on... I think you just got to focus on the other. the other. You've got to see it as an industry, an entertainment industry. Mm. Everything from... Like someone is going to do something very clever with with social media and Instagram and Insta stories and how far are we away from your first mm. Insta sitcom, or mm. you know, Insta, you know, there's something there, you know, for sure, and podcasts, you know, you see a load of podcast gear there. I haven't even started because yeah. I just I haven't been happy enough with the idea, you know, mm. but but I know there's something there. Mm. I just haven't, haven't figured it out. You're in a lucky position in that you produce and present, which is what I do. You know, I so, do it because I have to do it. Yeah, but you've done it. You've, so you're not relying on presenting. If the presenting work dried up in the morning, mm. you could happily, maybe not happily, but you could produce. You could make a living producing. I'd hope so, yeah. Yeah, so you're in, you, have, you have a second string to your bow. I, do you know what I'm good at? I'm good at developing. Hmm. You know, I'm good at spotting a zeitgeist. Yeah. I'm good at seeing, like, you know, where there's holes. You know, I can I can see the the New Ireland we're in at the moment, you know. Hmm. And there's a couple of little holes in it that, you know, we haven't come up to speed with just yet. You know, Um but I, I yeah, I, I'm I'm just lucky. I'm doing what I like, you know. Yeah, it's a rare thing. Like, but but I suppose you're always as a freelancer, you're always thinking, you know, you're never resting, resting on your laurels. You know, you can't, you just can't do that. You're always waiting for your next great idea. You know, <laughs> the next or the phone to is, ring. You know, is mommy my definitely maybe? Is that it? You know, like this is what you're asking yourself. Is that it? It's not a bad. It's not a bad definitely. It's not a bad. If that's where you peak. Yeah. But but I I've like you know if I got to eighty I'd be like oh, man when I'm eighty I got like, I always remember that Clint Eastwood held on to Unforgiven for what yeah. forty years or something yeah. didn't he years he held on to it and I was thinking he just waited till he was old enough to play the guy in Unforgiven and there's always something that resonated with me where I went man when I'm presented at eighty <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I'll be able to I'll be just a crazy old man if, <laughs> if, crazy pre- old if presenting is still a job. When you're eighty, well, this is it. Like, so, are you are you optimistic about the future of the media? Do you think it's something you will be working? I'm excited. I'm excited. Like, I'm uh, like, you know, you, you feel like should you be inventing the future? This is the question. Mm. Should you know? It's different. You know, and there's different. 
you know the younger generations out there are very confident they're very skill heavy they're very able they're very they're very social media savvy they're 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 different yeah, they know stuff we don't know but there's absolutely. a lot of stuff we know they don't know absolutely. it's getting the balance right absolutely yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. like whatever this industry is you know more than anything it's it's about having a strong chin and it's about switching off as well you know mm. that's why i come to an office i work i go home and i forget about this and i come back in here and i switch on again and i forget about it because it's only a job <laughs> No. On that on that realistic <laughs> note, on that realistic note, Baz Ashmawi, thank you very much thank you. for an hour of. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how will the edit go? No, no, that was great. Thanks Baz, cheers. <laughs>